Welcome to an inspirational Sunday message from Found Church. We hope you will be challenged and encouraged while listening to this message. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our church website, foundchurch.co.uk, or you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 2 Kings, chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 1. 2 Kings, chapter 4, verse 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creator is, sorry, his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. What an encouraging start to this morning, eh? (laughs) But let me tell you this. One of the things I've learned from life is this. Bad things happen to good people. God doesn't promise us a pain-free life. Isn't that right? But he does promise us this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, I'm reading from, I love the Passion Translation, so do forgive me for those that are great theologians. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13, it says this, we all experience times of testing. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, at some point in your life, you will go through what the Bible calls a fiery trial or a times of testing. And the Bible says, which is normal for every human being. We go through difficulties. It's part of life. You were birthed through pain. You came into this world through pain. And part of our journey is experiencing difficulties. But the scripture says this, but God will be faithful to you. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's great news this morning. But God will be faithful to you. Why is that? Because the Bible would tell us, as we celebrated this morning, that we have a covenant with God. We have a new covenant with God, an agreement with God. And that covenant is through Christ. And that, that promise of that covenant is that he will fight for us, as we sang this morning. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And he will provide for us. The scripture goes on to say, we all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. If you're going through a trial today, if you're going through a difficulty, if you're going through a test today, it's normal. It's normal. You're not being singled out for any specific reason. It's a part of life. But God, but God will be faithful to you. Then the scripture goes on to say this. I love this. It says, He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. That's just phenomenal, isn't it? You kind of think when you're going through stuff, this is like, oh, this is heavy. This is hard, you know? But the reality is the scripture says that God has already screened that test. He's already filtered the severity. You thought it was tough, but God has filtered the severity, nature, and even the timing of it. He knew you were ready to face whatever you're going through in this room today. 
so that you can bear it. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test, listen to this, each test is an opportunity to trust Him more. One of the great truths about faith is this, trust comes out of relationship. Trust comes out of relationship. Listen to this story. Jean-Francis Gravelette, the great Charles Blondin, was a famous French tightrope walker and acrobat. Blondin's greatest fame came in 1859 when he attempted to become the first person to cross the rushing, roaring waters of Niagara Falls on a tightrope. With a balancing pole, Charles Blondin walked across the 335-meter-long tightrope in only five minutes. He went on to walk across the falls several times, each time with a different theatrical flair. Later, crossings were made in a sack, on stilts, on a bicycle. It was shown off at this point, wasn't he? <laughs> in the dark, with sparks flaring out from his pole tips, with his hands and feet manacled, sitting down halfway to cook an omelette. Trust the French. <laughs> On one such occasion, a large crowd gathered as word went out that Blondine was going to attempt yet another incredible feat. A buzz of excitement ran along both sides of the riverbank. The crowd ooed <laughs> and add. As Blondine carefully walked across one dangerous step, one after another, blindfolded and pushing a wheelbarrow. Upon reaching the other side, the crowd's applause was louder than the roar of the falls. And Blondine suddenly stopped and addressed his audience. I was going to do this in a French accent, but I thought I better not. <laughs> do you believe... I can carry a person across this wheelbarrow. The crowd enthusiastically shouted, Yes, yes, you're the greatest tightrope walker in the world. You can do anything. Okay, Blondine said, someone get in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> no one did. Later on, in September the 15th, 1860, the world was amazed as Blondie made a crossing carrying his first passenger. It was his manager, Harry Colcord, on his back. Why? Because faith comes out of relationship. Faith comes out of relationship. Jesus said in John 14, Trust in God, trust also in me. If you're going through a trial today, it's nothing extraordinary, but trust God. It's an opportunity to grow in your relationship with Him. And each test is an opportunity to trust Him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out victoriously. Elisha replied to the woman, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? 
The woman replied, Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. What do you have in your house? What do we have in the house today? Listen, you might feel like this woman that you have nothing. You're in great company. The Bible is filled with people that had barely anything, and God did a miracle. Think of the, the, the story of uh, the widow's mite, where she gave all she had, two tiny little coins, and Jesus said she gave more than all the rich put in the offerings in the temple. What about the wee boy with a few loaves of bread and fish that he gave to Jesus? And Jesus did an amazing miracle. The Bible says that it fed 5,000 men. They reckoned that there was possibly over 12,000 people there. Or what about the disciples that fished all night and caught nothing? And yet Jesus said, let down your nets one more time. One more time. Maybe that's a word for someone here today. Maybe you've said, I've prayed, I've praised, I've gave, and nothing's changed. Maybe one more time. Maybe one more time. There's a miracle in the house today. I believe that. There's a miracle in the house today. Listen, the Bible says that God chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Why? Because he will share his glory with no one. 1 Corinthians 1, chapter 26, 31 in the Passion Translation says, Brothers and sisters, consider who you were when God called you to salvation. Not many of you were wise scholars by human standards, nor were many of you in positions of power, nor many of you were considered the elite when you answered God's call. Would you answer God's call today? Is he calling you today? Could there be a miracle in the house today? But God chose those whom the world considered foolish to shame those who think they are wise. And God chose the puny, the powerless, to shame the high and the mighty. He chose the lowly, the laughable in the world's eyes, the nobodies, so that he would shame the somebodies. For he chose what is regarded as insignificant in order to supersede what is regarded as prominent so that there would be no place for prideful boasting in God's presence. For it is not from man that we draw our life, but from God, as we are being joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. And now he is our God-given wisdom, our virtue, our holiness, and our redemption. And this fulfills what is written, if anyone boasts, let him only boast in all that the Lord has done. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't just ask for a few. Listen. Faith sees big. Faith sees big. Maybe you started this year discouraged. Maybe another year without a building. Ask Jesus today to refresh your vision of your miracle. Get around people of faith. Get around people who talk faith, who speak faith. Amen? 
that would expand your vision of a miracle. Ephesians chapter 3, Paul writing to the church there says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream. What's your dream? God can do even greater than that and exceed your wildest imagination. What could you think about? What, what could our infinite minds think and, and see? God can do even bigger than that. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power. Come on. We need to see miracles. Amen. We need to see a miracle of a building. We maybe need to see a miracle of a healing, a miracle of a deliverance. There's a miracle in the house today. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. I love this scripture in Proverbs 4.21, the Passion Translation, it says, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. What you think, what I think is so important. Jesus taught us, he said, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Think about that for a moment. What you think is creating a reality in your life. Here, isn't it true that if we suddenly start thinking anxious thoughts, we start feeling anxious? If we start thinking and worrying about things, we start to feel stressed. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking about? What are you dreaming about? Amen? I believe there's a miracle in the house today. Then Elisha said, go outside and shut the door behind you and your sons pour oil into all the jars and as each one is filled put it aside you know the reality is sometimes you've just got to get alone with Jesus you've just got to shut the door get away from I was going to say the husband I don't know why I was looking at Stephen there (laughs) you've just got to get alone with him spend some time with him and pour out your heart to him pour out your love to him there's something miraculous in the pouring out there's just something that god cannot help himself when someone begins to pour out. i love this story well-known story in john chapter 12 and it says in verse 1 six days Before the Passover began, Jesus went back to Bethany, the town where he raised Lazarus from the dead. They had prepared a supper for Jesus. Martha served, and Lazarus and Mary were among those at the table. Mary picked up an alabaster jar filled with nearly a liter of extremely rare and costly perfume, the purest extract of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet 
Then she wiped them dry with her long hair. And the fragrance of the costly oil filled the house. As she poured out, it filled the house. I wonder today if we would pour out, pour out our love, pour out our devotion one more time in this place as it fills the room. God would do a miracle. God would do a miracle. It says it filled the house. Verse 5 says in 2 Kings 4, she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she just kept pouring. She just kept pouring. Maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you're disappointed. Can I encourage you today? Keep pouring out. Don't let that discouragement put you off. Maybe you were disheartened. Maybe you thought that God was going to do something in a particular way and it never happened. Don't stop pouring. Don't stop giving encouragement. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praising. Don't stop pouring house because there's a miracle in the house. The miracle happened in the house. The miracle happened in the house when she poured out the oil. When she poured out that oil, the miracle began to happen. I believe there's a miracle in the house today. I don't know what God could do, but there's a miracle in the house. I believe as you begin to pour out, God will do a miracle. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. Verse 6 says, When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Listen, his oil never stops flowing. His love never stops flowing. His power never stops flowing. His healing never stops flowing. There's a miracle in the house. I remember years ago, I was asked when I was youth pastor, and it was a long time ago, I was asked to hold a, a tent meeting. And we were so enthusiastic. We hired this tent. We called it the Jesus tent, very original. And we were excited. We were believing God for great things. The first night, the tent was packed. There wasn't a lot of young people, but it was packed. And I remember my friend, Malcolm, he preached the gospel. I mean, it was the best gospel message. I mean, it, I wanted to get saved. It was that good. <laughs> he preached his heart out. I'd said to the guys, you know, 
We're not messing about here. We're going for it in God. Yeah. We're going for it in God. Yeah. If, you, if, if you believe that God could do something amazing, let's meet three hours before the meeting and let's pray. And I tell you, we worship, we prayed, we spoke in tongues, we bound the devil, we went for it. We were believing God for a miracle in the house. Malcolm preached his heart out and at the end he made an appeal. In the town that we live, there's a very famous institution called the Crichton Royal. Many famous celebrities over the year have been there. A psychiatric hospital. And in those days, uh, if you remember, uh, the, especially those that were in facilities like that, they were allowed to sort of roam freely in the community. And I remember at the end of that meeting, as Malcolm had preached his heart out, gave all he had, he poured it out, he poured it out, we'd poured it out, we'd, we'd prayed, we'd poured it out. And I remember as he made the appeal, it was almost like the devil laughed at us. And I, I remember as I was sitting on the front row, and I watched as one of the, the, the guys from the mental hospital came forward. You know that they seem to have that rocking. Have you ever seen that? If you've ever been maybe around someone that's severe mental health issues. And he came out walking and he walked right in front. And there was a sense of total defeat and total disgust. We gave everything, Jesus. We prayed the best that we could pray. We'd believed the best that we could believe. We'd worshipped. We'd preached. And nothing had happened. I remember, because, you know, there's an old saying, the band leader always has to face the music. Everybody looks to you. And in that moment, I looked to the guy that was the worship leader. And I said, let's just take a song flat, discouraged, disappointed, empty, poured out. And we began just to worship. And as we began to worship, God spoke to me. You see, that woman's life turned around when she got a word from the prophet. Your life will turn around. Your life will turn around when you get a word from Jesus. And I wish it was this, this was my constant experience in God. Seems to happen for people like uh, Hibbert Bethel and other people like that, Bill Wilson. But as I stood there worshiping, poured out, God spoke to me. And he spoke these words. He gave me a psalm, a chapter, and a verse. I've only had it maybe about two or three times in my life, but it's been miraculous. And as I open my Bible to Psalm 89, verse 10, it says this, I will pour out fresh oil. I knew in that moment that God was going to do something. As the song kind of came to an end and everybody was standing, I just said, I know that maybe we're disappointed, we're maybe discouraged, but God is going to pour out fresh yeah. oil in this place. I tell you, I felt like Benny Hinn. I literally just took the Bible and I lifted my hand. And as I went to lift my hand, 
the whole front row fell under the power of God. I got a shock. I was shocked by the rawness of the power of God. And then all of a sudden, all over the place, it was like Charles Wesley coined this phrase, glorious disorder. People started praying for one another. I remember there was, a, there was a group of kids that came from the Baptist church. I remember going over and laying hands on this girl, and she started to speak in tongues. And I thought, at this point, I am in trouble. <laughs> they were a lovely couple, the mum and dad. He was a consultant in the hospital, and she was a doctor. And I, I remember going over to the, the as they came in, and uh, she was from Lewis. And I said to her, I said, oh, I said, your daughter's been touched by God today. And uh, she's got filled with the Holy Spirit. And I saw her face like that. I said, she started to speak in tongues. She went, I speak in tongues. <laughs> in that moment, when we were discouraged, when we poured out, God poured in. Yeah. Amen. Can we stand? Can we have the band back? And these closing moments, listen, there's a miracle in the house today. There's a miracle in the house. I just wonder, as we're here, why don't we just take a moment just to pour out to Jesus? Why don't you just one more time just begin to worship Him all over this place, young and old, doesn't matter. You could be filled with the Holy Ghost today. He could pour out His Spirit upon you. He could fill you. He could speak in tongues like we see in the Bible. He can do that for you. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, He can fill you today. If you're needing a touch of healing all over this place today, why don't you just begin to worship Him? Take your eyes off me. Take your eyes and just put your eyes on Jesus. And right over this place today, there's a miracle. I believe there's a miracle in this house today. There's a healing in this house today. There's a deliverance in this house today. Let's just begin just in these last few moments. As we're in this place, I'm believing God for a miracle in the house. I'm believing God. And believe in God. Let's, let's just have an atmosphere of worship as we worship Him right now in this place. Just lift your hands to heaven. I'm believing for miracles today. I'm believing for healing today. I'm believing for deliverance today. I'm believing that God would shift something. We sang about the God of the breakthrough. Amen. I'm believing that God would do something supernatural and powerful in your life today. Maybe you've become discouraged Maybe disheartened. God can do a miracle in the house. God can do a miracle in the house. Just lift our hands. Just begin to worship right now, all over this place. Just begin to worship, worship, worship. Let him fill you today. Let him fill you today with the Holy Spirit. He's pouring out fresh oil. We want revival. We want revival. We want God to move in our nation. Amen. Let him fill you today. Let him fill you with the Holy Ghost. Let him fill you with his oil. Just begin to worship. Just begin to worship. Just begin to worship. Just begin to worship. There's healing flowing in this place. There's healing flowing in this place. Fresh oil, fresh oil. Oh, receive from heaven today. 
Thank you for listening. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Please feel free to contact us through our website, foundchurch.co.uk, or you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.